If you're like us, as the year ends, you like looking back and evaluating how you did. But generally, people don't ask themselves the right questions to make sure the next year is not a repeat of the previous year. That is why most people feel like they're reliving the same year over and over again. So, to ensure that 2020 will be a victorious year for you, we give you today the key questions you need to ask yourself as you look back on 2019 and anticipate 2020. Are you ready? Let's dig deeper. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Thank you for joining us for the last episode of 2019. Isn't this so exciting? For some of you, you're new to our podcast, and for others, you followed us for this whole year. And now we're getting ready to start 2020, which is so amazing, a new decade before us. So you don't need to take notes. Um, There's going to be a lot of questions and content in this podcast. And what we've done for you is we prepared a guide for you. All the notes of this podcast, all the questions, everything that we mentioned that's really valuable in this podcast will be available for you at thrivingonpurpose.com. All you have to do is click on the episode on the show notes and you'll be able to uh, just sign up and we'll send you that through your email. So... If you don't want to live a year over and over again, like a groundhog year, everybody's seen the movie Groundhog Day. I know for a lot of people, you're looking at this past year and you're thinking, not much has changed. I really want 2020 to be so different for me. I want my business to thrive. I want so many things to change in my life. And you are not sure how to make that happen. A lot of you think, you know, by prayer, just things are magically going to happen and, you know, by chance and, and there's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of questions. There are a lot, there's a lot that we can do on our own end to ensure a positive, powerful 2020 and the rest God will take care of. So let's dig deeper, Sebastian. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny because a lot of people treat life like a lottery ticket. Oftentimes they reach the new year and go like, I hope that this year is going to be great. Or they, they go like, oh, I can feel it. I can feel it. 2020 is going to be awesome. You know, when, it's you, all buy, emotion, when yeah. you buy that lottery ticket and you pick the numbers really carefully. I don't, we don't buy lottery tickets often, but when we do, it's like we pick those numbers and we're like, oh, I got a good feeling about this ticket. Sometimes I joke at Liz and I say, oh, oh this one's going to be the winning one. But 
life, you can't treat life like that. You can't treat life like a lottery ticket. It's not just going to happen by accident or happenstance, okay? So you have to live an intentional life. You have to do things different if you're going to have a different life. Or like Jim Rohn says, for things to change, you've got to change, right? Right. Uh, for, for, for life to get better, you have to get better. So you have to make those decisions that are going to enable you to get better if your life is going to get better. And today we're going to dig into these questions and you're going to see they're powerful questions that really are going to enable you, if you take them seriously, to change things, to change the things you can in order to become the person that you potentially can become. And what's wonderful about these powerful questions is that they're timeless. So, I mean, you can use, you can re-listen to this podcast every year or write them down and ask yourself these questions. And yeah. obviously, hopefully, your answers won't be the same, right? <laughs> so that's the power of these questions. So, Yeah, I love, I love the fact that these questions are, like you said, timeless. So they don't change every year. It should be the same questions you ask yourself yeah. to, to make a, a thorough evaluation of your past year and a thorough engagement for the coming year. But before we get started with these questions, I just want to tell you guys an interesting anecdote about uh, how, you know, we have a tradition, uh, everybody does it uh, pretty much when the new year comes, you, you kind of reflect back on the last year and you think on your coming year and, and you, you have hopes and dreams and all kinds of, of things you want different. This looking back and looking forward thing, it's very interesting because the, the, the month of January, we, we do this on the 1st of January, and that is no accident. January, the month, is named after a pagan Roman deity called Janus. And, and I'm not telling you guys this so you start worshiping Janus, uh, uh, God forbid. But I think it's interesting as information anecdote uh, to know this. So in, ancient Roman, in the ancient Roman religion, Janus is seen as the god of beginnings, the god of gates, the god of transitions, Time, duality, doorways, passages, and endings. And it's interesting to note that ancient relics of this pagan deity show a, uh, a bust or a face, if you will, of a two-headed god. And one of those faces looks backwards and the other face looks forward. So it really is in line with the month of January, the 1st of January, where we look back on the previous year and look forward to the new year. So this is the, uh, basically, he's the two-faced God. So I don't encourage you to, to uh, follow in the footsteps of those pagan Roman deities, but it's interesting to note that January was named after this pagan deity and that we have a tradition of looking back and looking forward on the first of the month of January. So the first thing you need to do when you reach the end of the year, okay, and you anticipate the new year, it's to pull out your calendar. Most of us have a planner or a calendar, a wall calendar on which we write uh, things. We as a family, we have a big wall calendar on which we write everything. It's always good to pull out your calendar and make a list of the significant events or, or tasks or meetings and decisions and accomplishments that you made during the past year. Spend some time reflecting on all of those events of the past year in order to remember and write down every experience that stood out during that past year. So ask the Holy Spirit 
to bring to your mind and to your remembrance everything down as you make that list. So write down both, and very important, write down both the positive experiences and the negative experiences because if you've been listening to this podcast for any time, you would know, and we've said it many times, that you learn a lot more from your failures and your negative experiences than you do from your positive ones, right? So that's why it's important to jot down the negative ones as well so that you can reflect even further. And once that is done, that's when you can start asking yourself the questions we're going to give you in this podcast, which we will begin now. So the first question is pertaining to your time. What did I do that I shouldn't have done? What did I spend a lot of time on? Was it a priority? Was it in my strength zone? Was it something only I could do or should I have delegated it? What will I do differently this year? You know, there's so many time wasters when we look at the different things that we try to accomplish, um, you know, whether you're building courses, whether you're um, doing a podcast, anything that you're focused on, there's always time suckers. There's always things that, you know, we don't necessarily have to learn that we can hire somebody to do if they're time suckers, if they're things that are just going to take too much time. Mm. And there's other things that, you know, only you can do. And so you have to focus your energy on that. But there's other things that are pertaining to our business that are just time wasters. So it's to really ask yourself, what are your priorities? And did you spend the right amount of time on them? And how to avoid wasting time in the coming year. And the Bible teaches us in Psalms 90 verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You know, a lot of people, you know, say, and I've heard this many, many times, you know, uh, successful people have the same amount of hours in a day as mm-hmm. we do, as, you know, everybody does, but it's the way they use their time that's way more efficient. So it's something to think about if you want to change your year, if you want it to be different and accomplish more, you have to use your time very wisely. So the second category of questions you need to ask yourself has to do with your neglects. So what did you neglect this year? What didn't I do that I should have done? We told you in the beginning to take down your calendar from the wall and look at each page and jot down the stuff. So question you can ask yourself is what's missing from the calendar? Another question is what did I neglect that should have been a priority? Another question is, what action didn't I take that really should have been done? And finally, another one is, what will I do differently this year? In the Bible, uh, in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 17, we read, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. There's no small word right there. When we neglect things that God puts on our heart that we know we should do and we delay them, see, that becomes a sin. And it's very important to understand that your kingdom assignment, whatever you need to do, God will give you the plan for it. 
Your ideas don't come to you by accident. So the ideas to implement whatever it is as you're building your life and your legacy and your business and all these things, when you get ideas and you're excited, but you don't act on them and then you neglect them and then time goes by and next thing you know, you didn't implement and you didn't do it. Well, that's, that's the plan that God gave you that you just neglected and let pass by. And at the end of the day, if you don't do it, well, nothing's going to come from it. So when those ideas come, they're so important, so important to act on them quickly, to start implementing right away. And that brings us to question number three concerning my service. What is the most important thing I did this year to help someone else? So questions to ask yourself, can I do it again next year for them or for another person? Did I do it as effectively as possible? How could I do it better in the future? And that's huge. You know, when we talk about acts of service, um, servant leaders, um, that's a huge component of kingdom builders, of kingdom expanders is you know, your business may not be a service based, but you can always find a way to add value to people through acts of service and different ways that you can be creative in giving back and um, doing it for, like I said, in other podcasts, it could be for just one person that you impact that person's life and help them change their lives. Or it can be, um, you know, giving to an organization or being implicated uh, physically in that organization. There's so many great things that we can do. Mm. And that brings us to the verse in Hebrews 6, 10. It says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Exactly. Wonderful. And you know, sometimes these things, they're not always things that you see in the immediate um, you know, sometimes it's helping people, you're kind of planting seeds in their lives and helping them and you're an instrument, you're part of the process that God wants them to, to go through, um, to learn from. And, you know, he might put other people on their path and all of that is just a question of being obedient to the Holy Spirit inside of you, telling you, guiding you and and telling you what to do and you know sometimes you're not going to see the return on that right away and sometimes it's not a monetary return but one day you'll know in heaven you know all the good things that you did all those seeds you planted and all those acts of service what they yielded what you know how god is proud of you and you're going to find all of that out in heaven mm. yeah indeed number four category is my growth my growth. What did I do this year that helped me grow more than anything else? That's a key question. And when you find the answer to that key question, you have to ask other questions that are going to complement it. So that thing that helped you to grow, is it repeatable? Do I want to make it a regular habit? How can I break it down into manageable chunks to make it happen again this year? And what else can I do to grow in the coming year? Yeah, and you know, there's also things that um, you'll stumble upon on your business. You'll try different things and you're going to yield results. And like they say, you know, if you see that people are really hungry for that certain content you're putting out or 
you're bringing forth to provide more of that. You know, that's something that's going to help your business grow and it's going to help people that are your audience uh, to grow as well. So that can be a, a way that you can apply this question as well. Yeah, and, and a verse that, uh, that talks about growth is um, it's found in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. It says, supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and supplement moral excellence with knowledge. So when we when we grow, we're talking about personal growth, and personal growth has a lot to do with the knowledge you acquire during the year. And then as you acquire that knowledge, you implement it as well. Question number five, intentionality. Where do I need to be more intentional? Where did I let things happen to me instead of making them happen? You know, like when life happens and so many things happens with, with your children and with your work and then you realize I didn't really have control over the situation, over my life. I just kind of have been, you know, putting out fires, putting out fires and doing, running doing after my tail and then looking at the end of my day and saying, uh, what happened? I was so unproductive today yeah, because exactly. just so many things happened that. I could have controlled differently, but I just didn't see it that way. And I just let it get the best of me. So that's really, really important to uh, look at that, especially if you have a home business. A lot of uh, female entrepreneurs that I know, that's one of the biggest struggles is, you know, whether they have kids at home or kids in school, uh, there's always chores, there's always things that need to get done. And, you know, mother-in-laws that call and all kinds of people that need their help and friends that, you know, show up on their messenger needing help and this and that. And people tend to sometimes live in a mode where they're constantly saying, well, this person needs me. This person needs me. Uh, I have to do this for my kids. I have to do that for my kids. And when they really break it down, a lot of these things are not important and they could be put off. Not everything is super important. You know, so it's really about not living, you know, thinking everything's urgent that doesn't really need to be to get done. And that was a, a big shift for me. And I really um, saw a big difference when I started to doing to do that, to ask myself the question, is this really important right now? Or, you know, when your kids come, like, you know, we have ped days when they're off and snow days and whatnot, and then they're at home and they're like, everything's urgent, right? Everything needs to be done for them right now. And it, and it's about being clear and uh, explaining to them, you know, that mommy has to work and that right now, if it's not super important, um, they can wait until a certain time and go do something else while you work and then eventually you'll take care of whatever it is that they need. Mm -hmm. So it's really important if you want to see results to kind of shift your mind into that into that mindset. And that makes you intentional about your business. So what bad habits do I need to break? In what areas do I need to focus more attention, make important decisions, and take steps in a positive direction? Have I been faithful in writing down my daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly goals? And, you know, we talk about this and a lot of people talk about this and, and, you know, it's so important. A lot of people think, oh, well, I know, like I know mentally, you know, that I have to do this on a daily basis. I know I like, like I have to do the, they put this number in their heads, you know, I have to do this on a weekly basis. Uh, by three months from now, I want to, you know, achieve a certain rank in my business. 
but none of it is written down mm-hmm. and none of it is broken down on a daily basis. And a lot of people don't attain their daily goals and that's why they're not seeing the results that they want to see uh, monthly and yearly. And I love the verse that, that goes with uh, the, the, that category of intentionality. It's in Proverbs 21.5. It says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. So that's a, a verse that, that, should, uh, that should be on your mind, how, how planning is so important. And we, we said at the beginning of the podcast, it won't happen by accident. Your year will not be better this year by accident. It's going to be something that stems from your inten- intentionality about making things happen. Like the first question says, instead of letting things happen. Yeah, and there's so many little things that we know we should be doing that if we actually sit and do them, make them part of our daily habits, it will be a transition. It will be something that you're going to say, you know what, this is a small shift, but honestly, it's taking a lot of room in my life. I didn't think that, you know, this was going to feel so different, but you you get used to it. Everything you implement in a daily routine, at first it's kind of hard, but then eventually it becomes a routine it becomes normal and next thing you know six months down the road you're really proud of yourself that you accomplished so much because you added that little tweak that little extra thing that you needed to change to be more intentional the sixth category of question you need to ask yourself is pertaining to your faith question is how has my faith impacted my life and the lives of others this year Other questions you can ask yourself pertaining to your faith are, what did I do this year to develop my faith? Did you embark on a scripture reading regimen? Did you make it a daily habit to set time aside to just uh, go and pray or do some out loud declarations? Or have your time with God early in the morning or some people prefer late at night? So long as you do it daily, that's what matters. I, I prefer personally early in the morning, but... Some people are more night birds and they like to reflect. They're in better mindset at night to reflect and to talk with God. Another question is, uh, how has my faith enabled me to move out of my comfort zone this year? That's a powerful question you need to ask yourself because faith is what gets us to move out of our comfort zones. All right. So faith is the opposite of fear and what keeps you in your comfort zone is fear. And what makes you move out of it is your faith. So how many times this this year did you bust a move and do something that got you out of that comfort zone by faith alone? In what way was I a recognizable kingdom expander in the eyes of others this year? So as you were putting your faith in action, how many times has those, have those actions actually impacted others as they saw you move boldly for God? And is this repeatable? And what can you learn from those moments when you did that? And finally, another question pertaining to your faith is, how has my faith pushed me to reach out to add value to others? So our faith is supposed to be put in action, right? Faith equals action. It's not just what you do uh, in your prayer closet. It's what you do with others who are made in God's image. How How did you reach out to them this year? How did you do things for those who needed your help 
those who needed your words of encouragement, those who needed to hear the gospel. And another great way to put faith into action is, you know, being verbal about what you're praying for. Sometimes it could be a big thing and you can verbalize it and it makes it happen because it's put out there. It's said, you know, and then you're praying, you're believing for a certain thing. And then when it does happen, people will see, you know, it's a testimony of God's faith of him answering your prayer. And that builds other people's faith as well. Exactly. And I, I really like the first one that says, what did I do this year to develop my faith? I'm always looking at different ways, uh, different types of content that I can listen to, because I really believe that faith is something you work at and you learn about. And there's so many different types of teachers on faith that mm -hmm. you can learn different things from. And there's so many layers to oh, faith. There's layers. That there's so many different things you can learn just by listening to different teachers that are really experts in the areas of faith. So yeah. I know for us, we always try to invest in uh, either a program or books, content that we listen to, to grow our faith, to see our faith differently and to apply it, to become more bold in our faith and apply that in action form. You have to learn about it. You have to study it. You have to practice it and put it into action for it to manifest. Yeah, and oftentimes we hear in evangelical circles that uh, uh, that your faith should basically push you to evangelize more, right? That's the main thing. The main thing they go for evangelism, evangelism. Uh, but I really, really like this quote by Francis of Assisi, which says, Preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. That is, I think, it sums up the life of a kingdom expander. See, kingdom expanders are not all about words and, and telling people you need to repent, give your life to Jesus. No, kingdom, kingdom expanders are faith in action people. They're faith in action people. And when others look and, and, and see what they're doing, it's going to ignite something in them. Either it's going to repel them. You know, and we know that the... the that Jesus can be a, a, a repugnant odor for those who are called, well, not called, but those who are headed for perdition. But to those who are saved, to those who are called to be saved, it's going to be a wonderful perfume. And they're going to be attracted to, to know more about what you're doing, to, to ask you questions, to, to get closer to you, because they're going to be like, that person has something. They're doing that. Their motivation, I can see something different in the way they talk, the way they conduct themselves, the way they do things the way they're bolder than other people, the way they undertake all kinds of projects. And it, it's in, in your daily life. It's in the small different things that you do on a daily basis where you think, how can I apply my faith? How can I, you know, take the simple thing that I need and ask God for this and, you know, truly believe that he's going to bless me with this and be verbal about it, and then share with other people what God has done for you in your daily life. Because God wants to be part of every little thing in your life. It doesn't always have to be something huge that you're praying for. It's actually great to start small and start believing for small things in your life and build your faith by, you know, applying it that way in small things and getting those prayers answered and then your faith is going to grow and then you'll be able to be more bold and ask for bigger things. So the first six categories of questions were mainly about looking back on the previous years, so on 2019, and analyzing and thinking and pondering 
on that year. But now the seventh category has to do with the coming year, 2020. So it's my challenge. 2020 is your challenge. It's my challenge. And the question is, how can I take things to the next level in this new year? So in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, we read this. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, this, this is a, a verse that has to do with everything that's ahead of you and how you must uh, treat it as a race. And I love uh, the Apostle Paul's motivation, how powerful it was. So a question you can ask yourself is, how can I take a good experience and make it somehow better? Or another question you can ask yourself is, how can I grow more this year? How can I make something that was satisfying even more satisfying? How can I top last year's accomplishments? How can I exceed my own expectations as well as the expectations of, of others? Don't settle for good when great is a possibility. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we all we oftentimes think of goal setting. We always think about our business. But, you know, there's a lot of these questions you can ask yourself that are pertaining to your family. You know, different things that you could do with your family that, you know, maybe you neglected. Maybe you were too focused on your business and not focused enough on making quality time with your wife or quality time with your children or there's different things that you want to do uh, to teach them you know different time like I know we do devotionals and we've made it more of a priority to include more of that on a daily basis not just you know once in a while on a, you know a certain day of the week we tend to do it more now and we've seen a lot more the kids are taking more uh, interest in it and participating more and it's a good thing yeah and there's all kinds of different things that you can apply these things to to include your family in this process because as we know uh you know having a great year uh has to work on all spheres of your life there's the faith component there's the business component and there's your life you know there's your your relationships your your married life your spouse you know, building that quality relationship, making that quality time, making sure that each other's needs are met and uh, <clears throat> and finding that time with your kids where you can pour into them and spend quality time because they all need it. Every child needs different types of quality of time and doing different things. Right? Absolutely. And um, I like where it says, don't settle for good when great is a possibility. And, and I think that as believers... As kingdom citizens, we are called to a life of excellence. And that is so important. Everything we do should be done with excellence. That is why we should have an excellent marriage. That is why we should have uh, an excellent relationship with our children. That is why we should deliver excellent service in our business, our endeavor, our ministry. Because excellence should follow the believer wherever they go. Exactly. And, you know, we don't realize how important it is. And I, we were listening to a preacher talking about time and 
it was interesting the way he he put it because he was talking about um you know how god is eternal and god has no time and yet he placed you know he created a human being with a time limit an expiration date right yeah and so there's a beginning and there's an end to your life and all of that is placed inside of you with the design purpose you're assigned to accomplish and even if you don't always know what that is that end goal and he's guiding you towards it there is an expiration date on that purpose. Mm. So when you think about that and you think about, you know, there isn't enough years, there isn't enough time to be lazy and to slack off and to not care about these things because it is so important that you get to your purpose and fulfill your kingdom assignment. So, you know, it's a journey. Not everybody knows what that end goal is, what that assignment is. At first, sometimes some people discover it late in life. I've spoken to people that are, you know, almost 50 and they're not sure what their purpose is because a lot of people are just, you know, going through the motions of life, just started a job, did a certain thing. And it was interesting because I spoke to, like I was listening to success stories um, in the home business industry and network marketing. And there was a couple that you know, they were talking about how they started their journey and how he became an entrepreneur so young. And a lot of them started in businesses that have nothing to do with their purpose. And it's just like the journey began and it just taught them skills and taught them this and taught them valuable lessons. And some of them, you know, really found their purpose and what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to help people like after their third job, you know, the third, like, well, basically when they they became an entrepreneur, basically. And before that, they were just going through the motions and, you know, doing the, the business just because they made money. And it was not something that, you know, you don't wake up thinking, hey, I'm gonna, I don't know, fix elevators and get rid of, you know, bumps and elevators and fix the metal as a purpose in your life, right? And so, but people do these kind of jobs, they need to get done. And a lot of them do them because they just don't know what else to do. The the opportunity just kind of fell in their lap and they're like, you know, well, this is going to pay the bills. This is what what I should be doing. And they're not questioning the right questions about their purpose. So I think it's important to take that into consideration that, you know, there is an expiration date, there is a time limit. Uh, You are here put on this earth for a reason. It is all inside of you. It's just that you haven't tapped into it and it's all about a relationship and working that relationship with God and asking him to reveal those uh, clues to you uh, a bit like if you're on a treasure hunt kind of thing and discovering your purpose, you know, step by step as you walk with him. And and it was interesting because that that same preacher uh, was saying how he thought it was so sad that he's seen so many people become highly successful in the wrong thing mm-hmm. and they realized it late in life when like what am, what, am, what have i been doing all these years yeah um and you can be successfully wrong you can do something with a great success rate and just not be doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing which is kind of sad really yeah and you know i was <laughs> i was using i was thinking about somebody that that's very well known in, uh, you know, in sales and real estate. And um, we were just talking for the sake of talking one night and we're like, what if that person took their expertise and instead of just teaching people how to be good at sales, 
would use their expertise to acquire, um, you know, real estate to help kids in need or to make an impact in a certain way for to add value to people. And, you know, there's so many ways of, of creating money and creating um, opportunities that can actually impact people in a different way. So some people are, because they're not kingdom-minded, will stop at the first level of, well, yeah, I'm going to teach my expertise and that's going to help people. And yes, it does to a certain degree, but sometimes when you think further, there's a lot of humanitarian things. There's a lot of things that you can accomplish that would help uh, expand God's kingdom as well and would give you a nice return, you know. So um, it's just about having that kingdom minded of I believe that God uses the skills that makes you good at a certain thing to be able to use it to give back to to his believers. Yeah, basically we were trying to think how did, how could he kingdomize his business? Mm-hmm. And uh, we call it kingdomizing. <laughs> when, when we're trying yeah, to and you know, there's so the many ways in. that we can do that. And we were talking about that. And we actually wanted to do an episode on that because, you know, some of you have very, um, you know, have businesses that are more physical, you know, they're service based, but physical, for example, if you, uh, I don't know, you repair cars. And a lot of a lot of people haven't tapped into that creative mind that God talks about mm-hmm. of how we have that creative power of to really think of how we're going to add value and, and, you know, how we're going to impact people. You know, that person that has good money repairing cars and doing body shop and all that can give back in different ways. You know, they can soup up, you know, um, for example, a, a school bus that's run down for a Christian school that's in need. You know, they could, uh, you know, do a draw and fix up a car that's, you know, probably was going to the scrap and, and make it decent and give it away as a gift to, to a woman that you found out that, I don't know, just lost her husband and has two kids and, you, you know, needs yeah. a break and, you know, maybe doesn't have her car anymore because she can't afford it and she has to take the bus. Yeah. You know, there's so many ways of, of making an impact with the service, with what God has given you. It's just that you haven't tapped into it. You don't sit down and think about it. You just go on and do, 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 but you don't sit down and think of how you can so, do that. And I think we are going to do in the new year, we're going to do an episode on that, how to kingdomize your business. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give examples of different types of businesses, what you can do to actually bring God into it. Because God, might God have given will you, bless it even more. God might have given you a gift for, to, for fixing cars. You might be very gifted at that. And maybe that has to do with your purpose, but you just haven't tapped into that creative side of like Elizabeth was just saying. Uh, So as we are brought to the end of this episode, a final thought I want to bring up is uh, you can use the coming of the new year to make important changes and grow to be more effective in every area of your life. And as you strive to better yourself, remember this. It is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That's taken from Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. So for those of you that enjoyed this teaching and want to have access to these questions, um, you don't want to be jotting a, a bunch of notes, uh, what you can do is um, go to our website, thrivingonpurpose.com, in the show notes of this episode, 
you'll see the PDF download. So you'll be able to just pop in your email and your name and have access to the teaching. So you'll have all the Bible verses and all the questions and all the content. So you can use that every year and ask yourself these questions. And also another thing I recommend if you're thinking, how can I be more intentional in my life based on those questions that we asked ourselves earlier? There's a great book by John C. Maxwell called Intentional Living, Choosing a Life That Matters. And he really explains uh, the, the, the crux of the book is basically how to live an intentional life. And uh, he digs deep in this category. And the reason he wrote this book, he had said, was because um, you know he had done a lot of books on leadership and success and all kinds of stuff. And he realized that, you know, a lot of people were not getting results, like they were reading the content, but they weren't getting results in his in their lives. And that's because the foundation wasn't there. They weren't intentional. They didn't think like an intentional person. And I and I believe that if you go through this book, it's going to really give you a good foundation to start off with and then say from there on, then I can, you know, read other content, go deeper and you know, learn about how to think successful and, you know, different things that help your business, but at least you'll have a really good foundation there. Yeah. Intentionality is the ABCs of success. Exactly. Without that, that's such a huge point. I mean, you just go nowhere there. It's just, it's the, the essence of why your life is going to be different. The next year is based on your intentionality of bringing all these things forth and being serious about them because you can write all the goals you want. You can write uh, vision boards. You can do whatever you want, write your goals every day. But if you're not intentional about applying how you're going to change them and how you're going to make them a habit in your life, none of that is going to matter. And next year will just be the same as it's always been. True. Like you said in the beginning of this podcast, if you don't change um, certain things in your life, certain habits. They're not always fun to change. It's not always super cool. It's not always sexy, but it needs to get done. And like I said, more that you do it, the more you'll add stuff and the more you'll be proud of yourself, it's going to become a routine and it, it won't feel so different at one point. So I hope that you have a great 2020, um, enjoying the journey with us in the coming year. We have great content, uh, reserved for you, prepared for you. So we hope that you'll join this journey with us uh, on our next podcast that will be out in the beginning of the coming year. So dearly beloved, may you prosper in all things and be in health as your soul prospers. Be blessed. And thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 